Welcome to the Heroic Hour, the podcast where we get you mission ready for life by giving you a little clarity, alignment, purpose, and energy, or as we refer to it, a cape. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, Chief Experience Officer for Heroic Media. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 18. If you like what you hear on the show, please be sure to submit a review on iTunes or Google Play or SoundCloud or however you're listening to us. Send us some love and uh, give me some feedback on on how the show is going for you and what, what I could do better for you. Um, and if you want to send me direct feedback or connect with me or my team, you can find all of my contact info, including my personal email address, Twitter handle, Instagram, you name it. All of that is available on the contact page over at getheroic.com. That's G-E-T-H-E-R-O-I-K.com. All right, moving on with the show. Now, if you were asked right now, if you were asked right now, would you be able to describe yourself or your business in a way that set you apart from the rest of the herd? Would you be able to describe your brand in a way that resonated and invigorated you, your team, and, and your potential customers as well? And would you believe and buy into your own answer if you gave one? Can you list your values and how you put them to work in your everyday effort? The truth of the matter is most people can't do this. Most brands can't do this. Most managers, VPs, employees, and executives of Fortune 500s can't do this off of the top of their head. In fact, according to a recent Gallup study, only a little over half, a little over 50% of, of executives believe or strongly believe that they know what their company stands for and what sets it apart from, their, from the competition. And less than half of managers believe that they know that. And then a little over a third of employees beneath them believe that they know what the company stands for and what sets it apart. And the studies, these are all voluntary. So, so these also obviously include a lot of people who really think that they know, but you know, if they're challenged and put to the test, they probably couldn't put it down on paper. The truth is, when it comes to the soft infrastructure of business, when it comes to the brand, most people, leaders and teams, executives, managers, you name it, don't really know their brands and, and these important parts of the business all that well. So on this episode, we're going to talk about how not having this clarity of character, alignment, purpose and energy or not having a cape affects life, work and performance and we're also going to discuss what you can do about it. Let's get started. I've worked with business owners, executives, and managers, and just goodwilled people from businesses and brands of all shapes and sizes in my consulting practice. And the most common thing that I noticed, the thing that, you know, that keeps an established person or a brand or a team or, or, or a big business from that next stage of growth, one of the first things we work on, whether the organization knows it or not, the thing that keeps people from going from that from point B to point C, regardless of current resources, um, regardless of revenue or the size of the business, the single thing that keeps them from becoming heroic is that they're missing this one thing. 
and that's a cape. You might be thinking, how can you be heroic without a cape, right? That doesn't make any sense. Now, when I say they're missing a cape, I mean they don't really have clarity of character, alignment of values and practices, or a, a true sense of purpose, and a wealth of energy that's needed to ensure that they have the juice uh, to see things through. This is the secret sauce of a heroic brand, and this is what I seek to deliver and collaborate on building with my clients and their teams. And this is what so many owners, leaders, managers, entrepreneurs, and hustlers lack and suffer from not having. The truth is that most people do not, they don't know, and they have not written down or taken the time to reaffirm and declare their brands and integrate their soft infrastructure of their business with the hard infrastructure, with the strategic and mechanical infrastructure, with the technology, leadership, and culture of their business, or at least they haven't done it all that well. Now, this keeps them from taking off. This can keep you from taking off. It can keep you from moving forward in strategic alignment. It keeps you from focusing on what is essential and knowing what to focus on. And it keeps you from filtering out the rest of the noise. Without a cape, most people, brands and businesses, suffer and struggle to live and practice in mediocrity. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because basically, there's seven deadly symptoms to watch out for to know if you're living or operating life and work without a cape. And, that, and this is where we're going to focus most of our time. So the number one symptom is, is this. If you can't list off the top of your head five core values, or if you don't know what your core values are at all, you might be operating without a cape. If you can't remember them, or you don't practice them with in, uh, intention, and they're not baked into what you do, and the only time you affirm your values is when it's time to take credit or, or a curtain call for something, this, this is probably a symptom that you, you don't really have that clarity of character. And this leads to pulling values out of a hat usually down the road for branding and marketing purposes or putting an experience design uh, together, right? Most people choose, uh, and when they do this, most people choose values that they think other people will like, not the values that are present in their actual work or, or part of their mastery, their skill set, or their craft, right? And this creates a systemic ripple effect throughout the business. As you, as and this is simply because your values inform your decisions and how you articulate your brand and how you move forward to design this overall brand experience that your customers, employees, teams, and stakeholders come to know um, and and believe in or not. And if you fake it, what happens is that people will know right away that you're all hat and no cattle. There's, there, there will be noticeable disconnects be, between what you say you stand for and what you actually deliver, what you market and how you position, and what the experience really is when the product is unboxed or that customer calls uh, support for the first time to get some help. So that, you know, faking it, it'll get exposed. The number two symptom is if you can't identify five strengths uh, for, for yourself, for your brand, for your craft, and how you use them on a regular basis to create value for others and how they help you in your work. If you can't articulate stories around that, you might be operating without a cape. If you don't know what you're good at, what the hell are you going to tell people that, that, that who you work with? How are you going to convince customers to buy with you? The answer usually comes out in the form of a great big lie and your story doesn't hold up, and people notice it. They feel it. They know when you're BSing them. And we live in the age of transparency where word travels fast, and people 
you know, they expect brand consistency. They expect that consistency in your practices and, and your words, your word and your deed. That's the definition of integrity. Now, at a personal level, not knowing yourself and your place in the world uh, or, you know, or in the value chain, it, you know, is incredibly isolating and it's a throat punch to performance. It's hard to feel energized, motivated, valued, and connected if your own sense of, of value and sense worth is in the toilet because you don't know your strengths and your values and all of these things. And so these, these feelings, without, without clearly being able to articulate those values and strengths, they lead to compromising strategies, tactics, and behaviors that erode the quality of the, the products, the services, and the people that make up that brand experience. So the business suffers, your relationships suffer, everything suffers. You need to follow these things through and chase them out. This is the true impact of not operating with a cape. Now, as an individual or an organization, you know, a brand with strengths and values that aren't known throughout the company is set, is, is kind of doomed to feel and operate with this lag, with this hindrance, you know, operating with so much performance drag. And they're going to make compromises. They're going to choose lower quality suppliers because you had to settle for a lesser deal because you weren't as confident in the marketplace or in the, at the negotiating table. These things happen. This is a cultural phenomenon. It is a personal phenomenon as well. So settling for less than your worth and all of those compromises that steer you away from the standards you forget or you didn't even know that you had, these are symptomatic of that, right? All right, the number three deadly symptom of operating without a, a, a cape is ha you know, having an unknown, maybe you ha don't have one at all, or maybe you have a vague sense or unclear sense of what your mission, your vision, or your goals are. Without knowing what your values are or the strengths you have, it's really difficult to chart a course of where you could or ought to go. Uh, it's really hard to chart a course from where you currently are from, to where you want to go if you don't know where you currently are, if you don't know the strengths that you have, if you don't know how many oars you have in the water, how do you expect to row and know what rate you can row at, right? Number four, if you have no confidence in what you say or, or you don't have a con uh, consistency in, in a story uh, or the stories that you tell about your business or yourself, Confidence is key. Confidence is huge. Confidence comes from knowing yourself, from knowing your strengths, from knowing your values and believing in them firmly. Confidence has value. Confidence shows that, uh, that you really believe in what you have to offer and the value that it brings to the table. If you have zero confidence in your ability to develop, say, copy or content or commit to strategy because you have refused and avoided taking the time to get serious about defining yourself or defining your brand on paper, as a result, all of your efforts, your content, your, your copywriting, your marketing, your, your sales efforts, all of those strategic efforts and stories, they're going to be all over the map and they're, they're going to belly flop. They're going to fail. You will face plant. And I see it time and time again with businesses and leaders of all shapes and sizes. It does not matter how big the business is or how much revenue. That This is a common, universal, scalable problem that a lot of business leaders, hustlers, owners, entrepreneurs, they all suffer from. And confidence is part of it. Confidence or the lack thereof is a good symptom that they don't have clarity, alignment, purpose, and energy of who they are, what they stand for, and what sets them apart. And this is important both personally personally 
uh, to your personal brand and professionally to, to empower and invigorate your team, charge your culture, and develop great products and great experiences. All right, symptom number five. If you have what is often referred to as an organic or ill-defined culture, what you really have is a lazy culture. If your values, strengths, direction, and goals are unknown, or if they're vague or ill-defined, you know, as the leader, there's there's no really real way that that knowledge is being institutionalized throughout your company, community, or or broadcast to those around you. As a result, claiming that organic culture is the way to go, it's it's really when you're asked about it, when you say that it's it's organic, you're really just it's just a coping mechanism. That's it. I run into organic cultures all the time, and here are some of the symptoms and consequences of an organic culture. Without a shared and defined culture, departments get tribal and competitive. They become tribally competitive. I mean, they disconnect and become disjointed silos that behave like warring factions of, of the, the same tribe at one point in time, right? They try to function independently of one another and produce touch points for the customers that are disjointed, that give off conflicting and mis mixed messages. It's almost like having the positioning of a luxury brand like Louis Vuitton, but the customer service of Comcast or Xfinity. You think you're buying a luxury good and then you get on the phone with support and you're treated um, in a way that is far, far beneath the values of that brand. That's horrible, but it happens all the time. Those disjointed efforts happen, especially in quote unquote organic culture, right? Organic culture is also, you know, it's the nice way of saying no culture or low, low performance, lazy and unstrategic culture. It usually hinges on a few beliefs. One of them being that culture automatically trickles down from leadership from the CEO through the rest of the organization by modeling or people paying close attention to those above them and acting accordingly. And what a great game of telephone that is, right? The problem is that there's usually no time budgeted for the phone call or, or for people to have the time to properly model or pay attention to those higher up who are embodying the ideal culture in the first place. So it doesn't trickle down, especially when you're not al allocating resources to allow it or support that. The other key assumption that is often made in organic culture is, is that, um, and this makes it toxic and dysfunctional, is by being rooted in unspoken expectations and um, unspoken agreements that were never, ever, ever made I've been on countless advisory councils for operational excellence um, with, with organizations of all sizes and listening to the leaders at these top organizations and what they believe you to be amazed at how many people believe that uh, the people inside the organizations will and should do things just simply because they expect it. But even though they don't, it's not clearly communicated and there's no resources or time budgeted to fairly account for the appropriate behaviors and practices to cultivate and encourage the culture that, that they want their teams to exude. That's tremendously sad. That is, the, these are huge consequences for the quote unquote organic or expected but unspoken culture. So don't fall for that either and don't allow yourself to use it as an excuse. Number six. 
If you or your team feel disconnected, isolated, lost, or without identity, this is probably the most common thing. For all the reasons that I've already stated and those previous symptoms we've talked about, these are, this is the biggest symptom of operating without a cape. If you feel alone or separate from community, there's probably a lack of cape moment going on there. It's really hard to connect when you don't know what you share in common with others, with your customers, with your stakeholders, and your coworkers. So yeah, when you don't have clarity on that character, how the heck are you going to have confidence? How are you going to ha- how in the heck are you going to know where you need to go? Right? If you feel like you don't have a sense of direction and you're feeling lost and wandering, I mean, this leads to feeling stressed and anxious around the clock. You're basically setting yourself up to be habitually eager to keep busy and thus distracted from face, you know, keeps you from facing it, helps you procrastinate facing that feeling of lack of momentum or direction because you don't know how to go about finding clarity. And that's an important distinction. This is how you know you're struggling. It's okay. There's a way out. I've been in these holes before and I know the way out. That, that feeling of movement or the re- one of the reasons many people, many leaders try to keep themselves perpetually busy and always in this anxious state is because that feeling or illusion of movement helps you cope with not having a heading, right? It's, it's kind of like the story of the man riding horse, r- riding a horse passing another man. And, and the man um, asks uh, to the guy riding off on the horse and he goes, hey man, where are you going? And the man answers, I don't know, ask the horse, right? The, the important thing to take away there is that busy does, does not equal produ- you know, productive. It does not equal the focused application of concentrated thought that's aligned with your goals just because you're busy. You need to make sure you're not just coping with a, with a lack of heading. So the final symptom here, if you notice that you or your team or your entire company have low energy, if you're operating with like Debbie Downers, right? Um, if you have a lack of enthusiasm or motivation and you're lagging, uh, your performance is lagging as a result, this is the most clear and present sign of operating without a cape. And my point here is to say, you know, take the time to look for these symptoms in your life. Look for these symptoms in your work. Look for these symptoms in your team because they hinder your performance on and off the clock. You know, which ones are you feeling? Are you operating without a cape? Does it feel like your energy is wasted, like profits are suffering or the work is unfulfilling? Does it feel dull and soul-sucking? Because this in turn chases you, this is chases your best customers, your best employees, and your best efforts into your, your own. This prevents you from enjoying your own heroic lifestyle. And this prevents you from stepping up your game in the areas that you need to. These challenges all of these symptoms, they can be faced. You can, you can get motivated by understanding the benefits of having a cape. Then you can make a blueprint to design one, to build the soft infrastructure and, and what you need to be resilient and, and at a persistent and sustainable level of high performance. And we'll be covering these topics and more in the next parts of these series. But for now, your next action should be to write down and acknowledge if and where you have any of any of these problems. Write down where the disconnects are for yourself, for your team, for your brand, for your organization. Write down which of these symptoms you or your business is struggling with and let me know about them. 
right? We can schedule a free 20-minute cup of clarity if you want to give you a taste, a moment of reprieve, a little bit of relief, and a clear direction to move forward. And you can just email me. Email me at nicholas at getheroic.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S at G-E-T-H-E-R-O-I-K.com. And so just be sure to check out our website. You can reach out to me there. But don't wait to suffer longer. Get your business off the ground and get started on your cape. Get that clarity and confidence of character, that alignment of of values and practices and, and regular behaviors. Get, you know, do the work you need to do to have a true sense of purpose and an abundance and a wealth of energy to see things through, right? It's time to build that cape. So reach out to me, stay tuned for the next episodes, and we'll, we'll cover this next time. That's all the time I have for now, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Hey there, Nicholas here, and welcome to the Hidden Track After Party for episode 15, 18? What are we on? What day is it? Uh, 18, that's what day it is. Anyway, just a quick tip for this episode. If you haven't already done so, make sure you write down what I mean when I say, you know, operating without a cape. And what I mean by saying that is, make sure you write this down. That that operating without a cape means that you do not have a clarity of of character or, or a confidence in character. Um, alignment between your values and your practices and a, a true sense of purpose that in turn gives you an abundance of energy to see things through that you otherwise couldn't, right? And life without a cape boils down, you know, first and foremost, the biggest thing that that screws over so many businesses and, and people uh, from achieving that next step, achieving that heroic lifestyle is just not writing things down. That's the essence of where we're going to go um, in, in the future episodes. We're going to be talking about the, the blueprints, the brand narratives, and everything, and how to do it in a strategic way that aligns with the real world. So it's definitely going to be deeper than ho- hocus pocus. But the first step is getting real with your heroic identity. And this is why your paper practice is so essential. The weakest ink is still stronger than the strongest thought. You need to get it down on paper. That way it will persist. You're giving it the opportunity that it needs to breathe and live in your life and manifest in front of your eyes when you start to forget about your ideas and purposes and things like that. So start mapping it out. Map out your goals, your values, your valued behaviors, what you stand for, what you want to deliver, you know, no matter what, and who you'd be happy to serve. That's the ultimate cheat sheet. I know it sounds more complicated than that, but it's not. And 
it's worth knowing yourself and knowing yourself well. This is an important, healthy part of a heroic brand and personal mastery. Give it a try. And when you get back to the home or back to the office or back from the gym, tune everyone out, find a piece of paper for just 10, 15 minutes, grab a pen and a pencil and map out a few ideas, okay? All right, now it's time to enjoy that last lap, that final sprint, and here's your final jam session. This is the part where you're preemptively celebrating the heroic version of you that is mission ready for life, that just has a little bit stronger of a taste of that cape. Let's go.